Hi, welcome to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast, a weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I am Lee Campbell-Taylor, the interim pastor here, and Covenant Presbyterian Church is an open, affirming congregation, and we're so glad you found us. Our primary mission is to equip God's people to serve Christ in the world. In our weekly messages, we hope that you'll find inspiration, encouragement, and even challenge for your faith journey. Please listen with us now. A reading from the first chapter of Luke's Gospel with reflections from Elizabeth and Mary. Luke 1, verses 5 through 7. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren, and both were getting on in years. Have you ever hoped for something for so long that you didn't even notice when your hope wasted away? When what had been hope's home in your heart was taken over by some lesser something, something like endurance or apathy, something with no risk. Not like hope. Hope is risky. It takes courage to hope. Growing up, I didn't hope I would become a mother. It was an assumption. Zechariah and I married, sharing the assumption that children would soon come to us. I watched as other women had babies, and everyone watched as I didn't. And so our assumption girded its loins and became a brave little hope. Zechariah and I poured over scripture, studying Sarah, Hannah, Rachel, each of them once barren. They became mentors to our hope, their eventual motherhood feeding our hope. My precious hope, even after Sarah and Hannah and Rachel had left me behind as they left their own barrenness behind. Even then, hope stayed with me. Of all the women mentioned in Scripture, surely some of them remained barren, but Scripture does not record how God chose not to answer their prayer, and so I don't know what became of their hope. Did it survive, or did they, like me, grow weary of the risk, lose the courage, and without even feeling it happen, become hopeless? What's the difference between a wish, a hope, and a prayer? 
I wish Joseph were taller. I hope Joseph is interesting, kind, has a sense of humor, and a curiosity about things in life. And I hope, really, really hope, that we love each other enough to make our lives together easy, fun, and happy. That's what I hope. What I pray is for God's will to be done. Ugh. I can't fake it. I can't even pretend that I don't think that's sort of a lame prayer. I mean, okay, it's the proper thing to pray. But I sometimes wonder, do we pray those words just so we don't have to face the actions we would have to take in order to be part of God's will being done? I know what the rabbis would tell me to pray for. They would say to pray for the Messiah to come, the mighty son of David, the, the glorious king who will rule in majesty. But I don't know. Some glorious king not, is not going to know about me and my hopes. He's not even going to know I exist. No. What I would like to pray for is the Messiah that Isaiah describes, the suffering servant who bears all our burdens, who sacrifices everything for us. Is that too much to pray for? Too much to hope for? Luke 1, 13 through 38, selected verses. The angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will name him John. But now, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak, until the day these things occur. After those days, Zechariah's wife, Elizabeth, <laughs> conceived, and for five months she remained in seclusion. She said, this is what the Lord has done for me when God looked favorably on me and took away the disgrace I have endured among my people. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. 
Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. There's this psalm that says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still. Notice every aspect of the gifts that come to us from God. I'm noticing how often I dream of the River Jordan. I'm noticing how the only food I have any taste for is wild honey. I'm noticing Zechariah, suddenly as silent as a stone that wants to shout to God. I'm noticing his joy. We share wonder, too wonderful for words. I could be out and about parading my belly startling my neighbors, but I don't need that. I just need to be still and know that God is God. What greater peace can there be than to know that God is God? And so I am noticing the peaceful joy of seclusion. Now. I did ask myself if I was staying in out of fear, fear of going public with my risky hope. After all, anyone who knows that I'm expecting is one more person expecting something to go wrong. And if it did, that would be one more person to heap pity on me, shaking their head at the riskiness of resurrected hope. And so I ask myself, am I afraid? No. I am simply at peace. So perfect a peace that it casts out all fear. Should I have told the angel no? Could I have told the angel no? Why did I say yes? What a fool. No one's going to believe there even was an angel. I don't completely believe in myself. And, and now what's to become of me? They could put me to death, you know. They could stone me. Joseph, my father, all my neighbors, they would be within the law to throw rock after rock at me. Pelt me with stones, breaking my bones, break my body, and for what? Because I said yes to God's will. I used to imagine God's will being peace. Peace? I may never know peace again. Oh God, most holy, help me. Oh God of the universe, hear me. Please, may not this cup pass from me. Please, rescue me. Do not let me be like those with no help, 
Guide me. Do not hide your face from me. Strengthen me. Do not desert me in my hour of need, please. Please, God. God, you are God. Do not let me hide from your will. I will go to Elizabeth. She will hide me if that is what God needs for the safety of this child. And if there is some other way, oh God, yes, use me as the servant of your will, and also your daughter Elizabeth, use her that she may help me to know your will. Amen. Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 57. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women! and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by God. <sighs> my soul magnifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has given the hungry good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to Abraham and his descendants forever. And Mary remained with Elizabeth for about three months and then returned to her home. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth, and she bore a son. Love, such love. Love for my baby and his father. Love for the God who has given us this child. Have you ever waited for something so long that you forgot to believe it could actually come? Have you ever received something? Have you ever waited for something, for the advent of something, only to discover that it was transforming you even as it was coming to you. I see such transformation in myself and in Zechariah and in that brave girl, Mary, <laughs> whose baby will know my own beloved boy. And believe me when I tell you that she will bear the Messiah we have always waited for, the Messiah that Sarah and Hannah and Rachel waited for, 
the one who is coming into our lives, bringing hope and peace and joy and love. No longer queasy. I find I have the strength to bear anything. No longer able to hide my belly, I will need that strength. No longer afraid, I just get it now. I am unexpectedly expecting the Messiah whom my ancestors have longed for for generations. And the greatest gift is this, not only the child, but the faith to believe in something I only have hints of. I keep pondering how Elizabeth greeted me as the mother of her Lord. She believes in something she has no proof of. She is a prophet. Well, I am a prophet too. And I tell you this, this child is proof of God's love for the whole world. Not just for me, but the whole world. And all the people say, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Covenant Presbyterian Church podcast. I invite you to visit our website, covpresatl.org. That's C-O-V-P-R-E-S-A-T-L.org. There you'll find current worship information, links to our live Sunday morning streaming service, and our full archive of recorded services. You'll also find out more about us and how to get in touch. I wish you well in these strange times. God is with us. Grace and peace to you.